Mm. Good evening, ladies. How are you tonight? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll start here. I'll edit that out. No way. Yes, Amanda, you are our first reoccurring guest. Oh, wow. I right? feel honored. You are. Yeah, besides Cody, which is... <laughs> he does not He's count. a filler. Yeah. <laughs> Cody's been on more times than me. Yeah, oh, boy. <laughs> so, Amanda's got new developments in her life. We also wanted to talk about um, the creative sale. I've mentioned it before in past episodes. And um, so, we're going to just talk about how it was conceptualized, how it was executed, how it came about, and the concept of it that can be accomplished at home. It's kind of been something that stuck with me and um, it kind of arose from a need that Amanda and I had in both of our lives. And we're like, Hey, let's do this and invite a few friends. And so it turned out really cool. We're going to do another one this spring. You were all invited. Hallie, if you're not there this year, you're dead. Strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that fits in with how you said you were going to kill me up yeah, we drove up there, and it was longer than I remembered it. And I was like, sorry, I'm not driving up here to this murder is, you. This is different. One more corner. One more corner. It was, yeah, a little further than I thought, but it was worth it. <laughs> it was um, so, good evening, Amanda. Hi. So, good evening. Let's keep us profesh, please. <laughs> um, what have we been up to lately? Um, well, this weekend, just like... A few minutes ago, I was making salsa with my mom. Which is an every year occurrence. Every year occurrence, yes, where I basically help her, but she just tells me what to do, and I chop up things for her, and it is beautiful, and it smells good, and I oh, love the, the tradition of her letting me help her do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your mom used to give me salsa as a Christmas present, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, the best. And yeah. She still will. Maybe she will. Carrie. Hope you're listening. (laughs) I've been good this year, Carrie. If you guys hear music in the background, it is Amanda's husband, Wade, practicing his guitar licks. Sounds like we're in a jazz club. He's having a little creative Salem moment right now. He's he's making space for his soul. Yeah, he's letting himself (laughs) breathe. That's good. So, when was it, Amanda, that we first had the first conversation that we kind of sparked the idea for this. I think you talked to me about it. Yeah. I almost say though it started a long time ago. It started not a long time ago, but <laughs> edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> it started, I want to say about a year and a half ago when both of us went out to eat one night for dinner and we, it was kind of late. And we both just agreed, like, we've always wanted to do certain things, and we always land back on certain things. And for you, you'd always wanted to do podcasts, and I'd always wanted to start a blog and just write after it being a decade of not doing anything publicly. And we, after that dinner, just saying it out loud, I think, gave us courage to start doing that. And so both of us started making space in our lives to go away by ourselves and work on something. But that, I think, led to the desire of, like, what if we could do this together and we could do it for longer 
not just for a couple hours in the evening, once a week or one, twice a month or something mm-hmm. like that. So I ended up with my book club. I belong to reading the book Gift from the or Gifts from the Sea by Anne Mara Lindbergh. And in one of the chapters, she talks about going to this cottage in Florida with her sister and just having this chunk of time where they both worked on their writing, but they were in the same house, but just separately working, but then coming together and making meals and talking about what they were writing about and the projects and the thoughts that they had, and then going for walks on the beach and making beautiful meals together. And then as they were having these conversations together, it was almost sparking more creativity when they go away and be by themselves or by themselves. So just that idea when I read that was like, oh, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be really easy to like rent a place. And so I started talking to my husband. I started talking to whoever I could. And then we ended up getting together over Christmas. Mm-hmm. I was like, what if we did this? And at first, you know, we kind of were just visiting and everything like that and nothing came of it. But then a few weeks weeks later, you gave me a phone call. And we're like, been really thinking about what you said. And I had forgotten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said, I need to talk to you. And mm-hmm. it was like a school morning. I was like, oh boy, something happened. <laughs> so you called me <laughs> and you're like, I've been thinking about what you said over Christmas and let's do it. I'm in. Let's like get a house. Maybe almost thinking the two of us yeah. would just like rent something and and be get away for a little bit because it's just a stressful, weird winter. And yeah. I, like, I need, you know, space for yeah. my brain to breathe and pray and think, but it kind of grew. Yeah. We, as we kept having conversations about it, we were like, what if we invited people? Mm-hmm. And then it kind of came to a point where we thought, we could either do this and just jump and make it happen, invite some people and see what happens in the next few months. Or we could sit and think about it and plan it and probably make it perfect if we took a whole year. Mm-hmm. And then we decided, no, we won't do it if we just sit on it for a whole year. So we yeah. just jumped, rented a place, and then sent out a Facebook message to people in our lives who we thought well, we know that they're all creatives in some way or people who have expressed that they <laughs> that they want to get away. And yeah. I don't even know what was the reason, you know, the people that we picked or we just kind of hit a broad range of both of our different groups of friends mm-hmm. just to see who would be interested. And we had no idea who would say yes. Mm-hmm. I think the thing that made the most sense to me was – Two things. The sparking of light in each other. You, mm-hmm. Like, there's something about needing to work on something individually, but having another person nearby that kind of, like, fans your flame. And, yeah. And you can bounce ideas off of and process with, but then go be alone. Um, the other thing I knew that we needed to do is not make it a conference and not over plan it and not make it... Yeah. Detail oriented because the whole point of it was to create a blank space where we didn't know what was going to come yeah. of it. It was like, oh, we're just going to show up. We're going to pray hard over this and we're going to do everything we can to create an environment that can grow the right 
things, like some peace and some quiet and some um, undoing of all of the busyness. But mm-hmm. other than that, there was no specific plan for what anybody was going to work on. or and, and it really ended up not being just for creatives. It, like yes. it started out being yeah. like, oh, yeah, let's work on, let's work on our, I don't know, creative things, talents we wanted to work on. But it turned out to just be like people, when I would describe it to people, like they have this great need to like cocoon themselves and pause and get away and Mm -hmm. let their thoughts catch up to them yeah, and then process them out loud with people if they want to, or process them alone. Mm -hmm. Um, Have you noticed that in our culture? Miss Hallie. I have. And I'm just thinking while you're talking as moms, like sometimes it's easy to feel guilty doing that sort of stuff. Like I'm leaving kids for Mm -hmm. a weekend. Why would you guys say it's, important like why is why is it important to do that sort of stuff like to take a weekend mm-hmm. and do that and be around people who can really yeah like feed that like you were saying well I know for me I just discovered this year that I cannot fill anyone else's cup when I am like exactly. bone dry <laughs> so, exactly and I think that's for family people working people when you're just producing, 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 whether it's just mm-hmm. help, being helpful or anything. And you don't like, we are created for relationship and rest as well as pouring out. Yes. And I think our society right now is not conducive. You have to be really intentional about being filled up so mm-hmm. that you can pour out. Is that the right answer? <laughs> that's what, that's what I was going to say. Cause I, I was, I really struggle to have joy when I am pouring out and pouring out and pouring out, which I think everyone does. But to me, just stepping away even for a night once a week for a few hours and taking myself out to eat or going and getting a coffee and writing and then going to something like this, the Creative Sela, where for three whole days I am – I'm just going to be still and I'm going to pay attention to what the Lord wants me to pay attention to, Mm -hmm. listen to his voice and not have any interruptions fills me back up. And it it makes me be able to enter back into the everyday pouring out and serving in a way that isn't resentful and isn't bitter and isn't frustrated all the time. Yeah. I like that. I feel like, I'm really good at showing up and being consistent and showing up for the people around me, um, any job I've ever had or whatever. But I, yeah, I'm not good at showing up full and joyful mm-hmm. and, and pouring out of abundance. And the, and I mean, life really doesn't hand you that all the time. Sometimes you just no. have to show up. And But um, I wanted to also set that example for people around me. I mean, just with this retreat, but also with, my kids and just my life this year. Like it is okay to like rest and be at peace and not have an explanation (laughs) for everyone as to why you are. And like, I, I mean, even with this podcast, it doesn't like produce a lot of money or (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. You're about yeah, well, Hallie's anyway. rolling in the dough. <laughs> Guys, excuse my gold chains, but my furs. <laughs> Did you really do my gold grill? Yeah. But it also is like... I, you know, it really does for me a few things pouring in creatively and and showing up to them without preconceived notions and just being like, this makes me happy. I really enjoy this mm-hmm. uh, without having to give a big explanation to people as to why or what my plan is with it has been really like there's something to be said for non-monetary riches. Exactly. Just like, yes, this is richness in life. That doesn't really have to, mm-hmm. you know, show up. Show up as like part of your five-year plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I would like to. I would like it to like integrate more of that kind of stuff to like sustain itself. But I don't think it would unless I took time to care for it. Mm-hmm. How did you guys come up with that name, Sela? Because I just know that from your songs. So seeing that pop up. That was another thing that we kicked around for a while. Just coming up with different names we were thinking like creative mastermind creative summit all these different things like what can capture what we want to do and every time we came back to it it was like what we want to do is pause and what we want to do is take a deep breath and it was like well Sela means that it means to pause and it literally means to take a breath and so once I think I said it out loud like what do you think of Sela like one of our, our best friends just named their daughter that too. And we're like, would we be stealing her name? But she said she was good with it. (laughs) Yeah. Once we like said it out loud, it was like, oh yeah, of course. That's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a pause and a deep breath. And I, and it's not for like, I mean, I love being a mom, but I didn't want it to be a mommy retreat. I didn't want it to be necessarily even a women's retreat. I wanted it to be a human retreat exactly like, this is yes. what humans need to function yeah which is, is so funny because it, when I was telling Jonathan about it he's like I want to go yeah something like that our dream is to co-edit we would love to um, do that because my husband has said the same thing like I would love to come mm-hmm. I think your Cody said that yeah. mm-hmm. and it is a human need it's not I mean it is it shows up a lot in moms with small kids because you're just like pouring out, pouring out, pouring out. But, you know, we have friends who are in different walks of life who are pouring out in different ways. And Mm -hmm. it was just really cool. It was really neat to see how some people weren't even sure why they were there or what they were trying to find. But once they like unplugged and sat for a little bit in the safety of other people yes. who were like, I don't expect anything out of you except for to sit mm-hmm. in safety. There was a lot waiting there yeah. for us. How do you wrap words around that, Amanda? What happened? <laughs> well, I think just touching on to before I jump into that, what you said, um, what I, what I was surprised by and pleasantly so was how, when we just kind of put it out there, what we were doing, the people that responded and almost every single person that said, yes, I'm coming would later come to either you or me in person or text or email and be like, I don't know what I'm going to work on. Is that okay? Or I'm, I'm kind of stressed about like, I feel like I should show up with like, here's what I'm going to work on for the weekend. And that's what we want people to know too. Like, please come without any idea of 
have maybe having a loose idea. Like I had a kind of a loose grip on what I wanted to work on, but I thought it was really encouraging to see people show up with, I have no idea. I'm just here. And then when they were quiet and still for God to be able to show them some exciting things that they wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. um, what, what was your question though? Again, I just spaced. Well, I was thinking, I asked you what, what was like, how do you wrap words around what was waiting for people when they showed up with no preconceived plans or notions and kind of, and kind of emptying ourselves of that. There was a little bit of like, that urge to plan like yes. you're just like okay let's make a let's make a program let's make an itinerary we could speak on this or that and yeah. it was like undoing that every step of the way for yes. us god was just like no that's not what mm -hmm. that's not what we have for them you pray over these people and you show up and you be ready and like it was so neat like this theme of a couple of the people that were like am i enough if i'm just sitting here yeah in stillness and silence am i loved yeah am i worth without producing mm -hmm. and then out of that there was some creativity and abundance that started pouring mm -hmm. out and um it's hard to wrap words around that but there was a lot waiting for people to just be them yeah know? well and god handpicked the people who were going to come like we couldn't have done that and set up like oh this person is really struggling with this and maybe you need somebody to talk to and this person is coming too like we couldn't mm -hmm. have set that up that was just the lord that also brought connections with the people who came with each other um i think yeah i just i feel really strongly about it as we plan this next one too, that we're just supposed to, again, plan the fringe details of the place and the setting, maybe the food. I am faithful with the food. I know the food. <laughs> that was our big thing. We will feed you beautiful food. Yeah. And the rest is just come and be and see what happens. Does that, as someone who did not, wasn't able to make it, Hallie, does that make sense? How do you communicate to that? That yeah. need to people. I think so. It's just, okay, it is important to pause and uh -huh. step out of your routine because I think we can lose creativity when we're like, I wake up at this time, I get my kids ready. And then those of us who go to jobs or those of us who are doing school with mm -hmm. their kids or whatever that looks like, you kind of walk in and go, okay, I can express creativity in these little ways maybe, but it's more... This is my day, Monday through Friday. This is maybe the weekends. We spice it up, but to step outside of that, mm -hmm. and go, no, I do want to pause. Mm -hmm. What do I? What do I have? It's, it takes stepping away from that busy routine. I think mm -hmm. to do that and throw on some good food mm -hmm. and and a level of comfort and knowing mm -hmm. this is a common goal. But there's not something that I'm striving to produce. Like mm -hmm. at the end of this weekend, I'm not going to sing a song for everybody and be expected to have mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. a manuscript written to share mm -hmm. it's just here's a space we can encourage one another mm -hmm. and something to look forward to it's like yeah. a, like you said a breath right? mm -hmm. pause from the norm yeah. and step back and refreshed yeah yeah and it I felt like um, people were a little bit surprised because those of us that went into it thinking we were going to accomplish a list of yeah Oh, I'll get this, this, and this done. I've want, been wanting to work on that. Like, I loved 
it's almost scary to be open-handed and like, okay, surprise me. I'm here and available. Mm-hmm. And it, it painted a bigger picture of like what could be done with our lives if we were better listeners and yeah. less noisy and more open-handed, like real flexible. And like, cause I mean, that was three days and I was really surprised. Like, Oh, you like poured wave after wave of like love and grace and peace over me. What if I was a little more flexible and a better listener in my life, mm-hmm. you know? And so it kind of has created that residual within me, kind of like let, left me wanting a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, so what our day looked like. Do you want to talk about kind of what we did? Yeah. Um. So when we first got there, we got you and I got there a little early so we could kind of set it up and we had we had little surprises for the the ladies who ended up coming we wanted to give them like some journals and pens and chocolate and something to like pamper themselves with mm-hmm. so we just kind of set it up and then as everyone trickled in we started making dinner for them and so everyone just basically got comfortable really fast and explored a little bit the house that we had looked over a meadow that led to this trail through the woods um, that was just like a really gentle loop. And that wasn't planned. That was just like, oh, that has a pretty backyard. We kind of noticed it on Mm -hmm. the Airbnb. And then that loop, I think, saved a lot of people who Mm -hmm. (laughs) needed to just like go walk out some feelings or go walk and pray or just Mm -hmm. take a break. And there were some people that expressed that they hadn't walked by themselves in years, just quietly by themselves. And so that was one thing that people I think started doing right away. We had dinner and then we had a couple things where every night of the Sela, we wanted to just gather back up, pray over each other, encourage one another. And so that first night, um, Lou and I had been praying over each person months leading up to it. Mm -hmm. And so we gave everyone like a little card and their things. And then we all talked about their need for why they wanted to be here. And I feel like that was a really beautiful night where the Mm -hmm. Lord was able to just, we had a fire, we had a fire and people were able to kind of express honestly why they felt like they needed to be here. And yeah, there was, frustration there was anger there was honesty there Mm -hmm. was tears but it almost felt like God was just taking every single person and making them lift this heavy burden he was helping them lift this heavy burden and giving them a breath of fresh air for the first time like a really deep breath and after we we prayed and everyone you know went and found their corner to like sleep or whatever we um yeah, I just felt like you and I circled back up and we're like, What's what happening? is happening here? <laughs> yeah. this, this is going, this is out of our control. We're not in control and it feels really good. Mm-hmm. I was excited, like, okay, okay, like, let's just see what's going to happen. And yeah, it felt like, because we had kind of prayed, this sounds too, I don't know, over spiritual, but it's what we did. We really prayed for each person. And then we're like, 
we're going to pray for a scripture to give each person. And it was so like, oh, that seems like a good one for them. Or that's, I just heard this this morning and we'd write it down. And like one by one, each person would read their scripture and just like fall to pieces. Like, oh. Yeah. And, um. Well, and God only gave me a few for a few people, and he gave you for a few. Like, we didn't have mm-hmm. one for every person. We mm-hmm. just kind of came back together, and we're like, hey, I have these people, and you have these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, God put different people in our yeah. hearts. It was really interesting. And then, well, I I didn't. I had a quote for you. Wasn't it was beautiful. <laughs> I love it. And then you had one for me. And then, so that was like a little gift to start with. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. And it was cool for me to think. I, this is hard for me to wrap words around, but I've, I've replayed it in my mind since that weekend of like, if I do nothing more than breathe this air and take joy in this moment, I deserve to take up all the space I'm taking. Yeah. And that's a really good feeling. You know, mm-hmm. it's free and I think God delights in that, you know, and there's so many people that are kind of climbing out of their own skin because they, they have imposter syndrome mm-hmm. and they just think like, I'm not good enough at this. I have to produce more why am I taking up this space? And, um, of course we want to strive to be excellent. We want to be faithful in what we're given, Mm -hmm. but like, that's how I feel towards my kids. Yeah. I don't want them to do anything more than like breathe the air in and be joyful and, you know, take up their niche in the world. So that's been, that was a sweet thing we learned then. You know, the next day, everyone kind of scattered off. We did a workout in the morning. We plunged into the lake. Everyone kind of worked on stuff. And then we gathered up. Oh, in the afternoon, we set out some watercolor paints. And whoever wanted to kind of wandered out and started painting, listening to music. Mm -hmm. And then some of us started cooking. So everything we did ended up being sort of a creative outlet. For me, cooking is relaxing and creative. And um, for some people, they were, like, not interested. Like, oh, I cook for kids all the time, or I that's just not my thing. No, but I like cleaning up. And yeah, that was and their creative like, outlet. Yeah, they would be like, I'll happily clean if you'll cook yeah. for me. So it kind of balanced out well. We took lots of walks. Some people, their goal was to take a nap. And yes. they did. And it was great. And they woke up so refreshed. How can someone who's, like doesn't live near or can't make it to a Sela, like what is the need to like create that in your, in your own routine, in your own week? How could you create that safety of community with someone else who's like, I'll help you take a break without any pressure in your life or, yeah. I mean, is that what you're kind of? Yeah. Well, even for people who think of like introverted people or people who would feel like they don't even have a, a group that they could go and, have this sort of experience with mm-hmm. what are some ways or some avenues that, that we can seek that sort of a thing because I know I've been in seasons when we moved to Oregon I had some family but okay I do I, I don't have a creative outlet right now or a place to go so I try to women's bible study or like workout groups or mm-hmm. I'm even thinking community centers like Fort Boise Community Center yeah. that has like pottery classes mm-hmm. little ways where maybe you spark a friendship with somebody just even stepping out to be brave and go to do something you wouldn't normally do mm-hmm. right right yeah and that's I think I think one of the things is that it is not comfortable to initiate 
and it's not practical to initiate it's not efficient so it's kind of like the last on our list (laughs) it's just like oh like that can fall off the bottom of the list because it doesn't really seem necessary but after a while (laughs) I think I mean we're going to talk more about this tomorrow but it's just such a widespread epidemic of burnout and depression Mm -hmm. and loneliness um and this is not the only cure but it couldn't hurt because it is definitely something that's missing and so I don't know I do feel like doing something that is initially initially uncomfortable like reaching out to someone or going someplace out of your beaten path you know um also I think for someone within their life that might be hearing this, we walk in with a lot of, we walk through our lives with a lot of labels put on us, like preconceived, like this is just how I am, or I'm just not that way. And really like, don't assume what you're good at, what you're not good at, who you are, who you're not. And like ask to be shown, you know, Mm -hmm. and um, sometimes that does need to happen within the safety of, community sometimes it can happen by being alone if you're never alone and you're almost afraid to be alone I used to be like that I needed constant commotion constant Mm -hmm. people and uh, I felt like God really showed up whenever I would dare to be alone with my own thoughts Mm -hmm. and so maybe sometimes people need to do that like I am going to go for a walk by myself yeah I'm not going to keep stuff blaring in my headphones I'm not going to keep the next thing queued up to listen Mm -hmm. to I'm gonna like dare to just be in silence and that feels scary sometimes Mm -hmm. it really does I know when I first started stepping out before we did the Sela and just saying out loud I know I need to find something where I can just go be by myself so that I can get filled back up so I am not this cranky, awful person to be around at home. Um, every time I would make time to do it, I wanted to back out and I wanted to make an excuse for, well, I have a nursing baby, so I can't really, I should just take him and it's fine. And you know what? We've had a busy week. I need to be with my family. I'll just go in my room for 10 minutes and it will be great. And initially it is awkward to get that started, but it, I have found that it is really necessary and really been life-giving. One of the girls from the Sela lives in the same town as me, and we've tried to continually, once a week, once every other week, swap, where she'll come over here and watch my kids and or bring her kids over here, and I'll watch her kids, and she'll just go for two hours. And we go when the library has... <laughs> Um, just, it's the middle of the day, nobody's there. So it's really quiet and she'll go bust out two hours worth of work. And then the next day I'll flip with her. But initially saying yes to like, I'm fine with watching somebody else's kids and being like, sure, I can do that. I want to make space for you. But I feel guilty about, I have four kids and one of them is a kind of a big handful. I, he's a little, he's two year old and I don't know if I trust anyone to come over and watch him. And that has been a growth in my area of life of like, people have been offering you, if you look around 
in my life. People have been offering me help for a long time and I have said no and then been mad that I don't have space. And so also being aware of like, there is hands that want to reach down and help you if you will just take them (laughs) to make that space happen. What would you say, Holly, if you see someone in burnout, what's a good place to start um, to reach out to them? Gosh, I don't know. I think so much of it is praying for discernment and what that person's light is. You know, now that I'm working a little bit with kids, like really introverted kids who kind of we can see are shut down sometimes within a classroom, just like praying, what is the, what is the connection point with this person? What are they really interested in? Yeah. And if you can have some insight, is it art? Do you like to draw? Do you like to do calligraphy? Do you like to play video games? Okay, there's your creativity there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just finding something that's a little bit of a spark mm-hmm. and encouraging that. And how mm-hmm. does that pour into other parts of life? Because, mm-hmm. um, like, my husband, for example, is, a, like, a lot more introverted than me. But he has all of these beautiful things. Like, he writes poetry. He does, like, um, I found all these pieces of artwork. He did these charcoal pieces and we'll sit and play guitar and I'm like what mm-hmm. but you won't share that openly with mm-hmm. like, oh, the world can see that stuff mm-hmm. I think introverts express themselves sometimes artistically in that way but what a gift to share it with people yeah yeah, encouraged to do that so just making people feel comfortable enough to right not push but also give permission and space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep going inch by inch. You can you could do that. Right. Yeah. In some ways at the Sela, that was a really sweet opportunity because while we were all working privately in our own little corners, you get up and you go get a coffee or whatever and you happen to look over somebody's shoulder and see what they're working on and just to speak encouragement into them. I feel like a lot of people gained a lot of confidence there too, Mm -hmm. because like one lady was, she was like sketching things out, but she's like, wouldn't consider herself an artist or anything like that. And for so many people to walk by and see what she was doing and stop and be like, can you show me more of that? That is really good. What you're doing. You need to do more of this was really encouraging. And Mm -hmm. So if someone wants to come to the Creative Sela, you can um, message Amanda on her Instagram, Amanda Twilliger. Amanda um, Twill, at Amanda Twill. Amanda yeah. Twill. And you can also message my page, Lou Dre, or the Bonnie Time page. Um, also, we do, like, I really crave when people, something resonates, there's a need, and people are thirsty for more. I really like it when they drop a message in the um, DM of our Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, if you, I would love to see people come to the Creative Salem, but if not, or if you're not in a position to come, but you do feel lonely, or you feel like, just like a little bit of a craving for that when you don't know what it is. Mm. I, I mean, we would really love to pray over that for you or talk to you more about it. Um, I'm still like kind of in the messy middle with it, like figuring it out for myself. But like, I think that's how we grow is sort of like being like, Oh yeah, I have no idea either. Let's talk mm-hmm. about it more. Um, so Amanda kind of went through a season. I want to ask you about this before we go 
where you felt really strongly after the Sela that you were supposed to like clear some things off your plate mm -hmm. and say no to a few things without knowing exactly what it is you were going to fill your plate back up with. Yes. Um, you were like, I need to say no to some stuff. I know you kind of gone through a season yeah. of that too, but you're like, it's so scary. It's uncertain because I don't know what's going to be handed to me. So maybe both of you guys could kind of talk about what that has looked like for you this year, creating some space. Yeah, definitely at the, the Thela, every time I go to work on certain things that I had in my mind um, and leading up to it too, I felt like God just kept putting on my heart that he wanted me to quit some things. And quitting is like such a bad word to me. Like, you don't quit things. That's you terrible. Things. <laughs> you just stick them out, even if it hurts. You just <laughs> And so there were some really, really good things on my plate that I just kept feeling strongly about God is telling me to push this off. And I wanted to have really good excuses for quitting those things too. And agonizing over conversations with people I'd have to talk about or tell that I was going to walk away from something or push it off my plate. Even, even things I didn't have to have face-to-face -face conversation over. It, was, it would have been like an email because I was walking away from a writing group or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like all of these things just felt like, no, Lord, I don't think I'm hearing you. Right. Mm -hmm. But he just, kept laying it on my heart, kept laying on my heart. And it felt like disobedience the longer I went. And I was losing joy in the things that I was trying to keep on my plate still and just balance and make happen. And so I did eventually after several months of all of this, slowly start taking things off, but not knowing why I was supposed to clear space or anything like that. And one of these things in particular, I had gone all, all summer long with, I'm, I'm supposed to quit this thing. And finally, my husband, like on the day that I was thinking about having this conversation was just like, Hey, I'm going to pray with you. Cause it's happening today. No more agonizing about this. We're having this conversation now. <laughs> and so, um, the Lord totally covered it. It was way better than I thought it would go and I was able to walk away from something I'd been committed to for like almost 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and it just felt like I, I felt so much joy and relief over it and the way that God had handled it and no guilt and also no walking away from something and not knowing how it was going to be resolved and feeling really free about like, that's not up to you. All I'm asking you to do is obey, not fill a space that you've had for 15 years or worry about what's going to happen after you leave. Mm -hmm. That's not what I'm asking you to do. I'm just asking you to obey. And I'm only telling you your story, nobody else's. Mm -hmm. And the day after I, I quit, I had, um, I had sent an email that, that week previous to um, a magazine with some of my writing samples just to see if like, okay, I'm knocking on this door. I don't know if I'll be able to write for them or not, but they're looking for writers. So I'm just going to knock on the door and see. And the day after I had cleared some space and obeyed the Lord, I just got this email in my box that said, we, we really like your writing and we want you to come and write for us. And it was just like, I know that the Lord doesn't always do that where you know the next day why <laughs> you were supposed to make this like happen, this thing you'd been laying on your heart. But for me, it was just a really sweet gift and it 
it's been like years in the making of him just kind of undoing a lot of knots I've had around certain things. And it was just a really sweet, sweet thing that he did there. I love talking to Amanda because she's such a good friend and she's such a great storyteller. It was really cool for me to go back and listen to the story of how the sailor got started and replay all of that in my mind. It's got me so excited for this year's sailor retreat. If you're interested and you want more info, DM us on Insta or email us at creativesailormastermind at gmail.com. Also, if you want to read more of Amanda's writing, which I highly, highly recommend, it's www.lookingforthenorthstar.com. If you're liking any of these episodes, please share with a friend or screenshot them and share them on your socials. It really helps, and we are loving all the new friends we're meeting through this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs>